Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger, and I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart, and Then Go Save the World. My book is all about helping people love and be loved more than ever. I believe we all have a superhero of love inside of us. Yes, even you, superhero. And in this podcast, I talk to people who are all about helping us all tap into that superhero. May this episode make a difference for your heart. Let's get this party started. Welcome, 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 superheroes. We are here today with a very special guest. I know I say that every time, but he's super special. His name is Christopher Hartnett, and he is the main man on this planet Earth who is providing the means to have Master John Douglas's mission on Earth come to fruition and we are here today on a very special occasion, which is just a few days before an extraordinary event that's going to be happening on March 21st. That's Saturday, March 21st, the year 2020 at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then whatever time zone you're in that's outside those, you have to figure it out for yourself. <laughs> I can give you central time, people. It's, it's, it's eight. <laughs> so Chris, tell us about this extraordinary thing that is happening on March 21st. Well, thank you, Bridget. And it's always fun to talk to you. And um, it seems like last time we talked was on 9-11, so there's a tragedy. And now we have another interesting challenge that we're presented with nationally here and internationally with this new virus. And uh, so basically, as a result of that, uh, virus, and that's kind of up our alley, if you will. And as we've discussed before on your show, you know the whole focus right now of our two foundations, the Global Self Foundation and CMA International Foundation, which is um, the parent organization of the Church of the Master Angels. And the whole focus right now for us, us is health. So this virus is something which you know has presented the world with this interesting experience, but at the same time, it's something which we've been preparing for quite, for quite some time, not for any type of virus, specifically that this was, virus is going to come along, but a type of virus that it, would, it wouldn't matter if it was AIDS or if it was SARS or Ebola, they're all viruses. And the fact is that all these viruses are, can be approached on a certain metaphysical level as opposed to a, a medical level. And there's all these different techniques and how that can be done, which we can get into if you want to. But the big thing is that on March 21st, this Saturday, we're gonna have a free global teleseminar, which we hope, they're having in, hope to have in excess of 100,000 people on the call. And we're gonna be in probably, realistically, there'll probably be people calling in from about 17 countries. We have a a customer base in 17 countries where people consistently call in our teleseminars. And this one, you'll be able to go to our website, which is masterangels.org, plural angels, more than one angel. So masterangels.org forward slash live, L-I-V-E. And you'll be, be able to connect from anywhere in the world, actually. You'll be able to connect. So that's, that makes it very easy for everybody. I'll post the link, Chris, in the podcast uh -huh. notes so they can just click on it there. Okay, great, great. 
So why is this so important? Why should you spend your time doing this? Well, first of all, everybody has a lot of time. <laughs> it seems that everybody's at home and everybody's doing all sorts of things they haven't done in a long time. And in that way, this virus could be a blessing. And again, like we were talking earlier, uh, in life, everything can be a blessing depending on the perspective that we look at it. And knowledge is different in different levels of consciousness. So in a certain level of consciousness, as we look at anything that happens, even in what we consider to be bad things, in the big retrospective picture of our life, it may be a very good thing. And as we discussed before on your show once, where I was literally bedbound for many, many years and for sick in, in hospitals, over 30 hospital stays of a week or more, over a long period of time, the key to health and good health is sometimes evasive, but when it happens and you look at it, you say to yourself, this is a horrible situation. But in my case, it made me dive deeper into these issues of health. It made me, made me dive deeper into these issues of surrender. It ended up being a very good thing. So if we look at the good side of this, I know that you and I both have many mutual friends who can kill a virus. Now that sounds really weird. If you tell people today that you could kill this COVID-19 virus, they think you were crazy. But the fact is that we have been taught, and there's probably about 400 of us that have been taught, how to actually go inside and effectuate a change that will kill that virus. Now, when I say we would kill the virus, that's really not correct, because we really have nothing to do with it. All we do is we set up the initial conditions, and it's basically we ask nature to intervene. And the Church of the Master Angels, our whole premise is that there's a whole new level of angels that are now on Earth. And these are very, very special beings that have come over the last 25 years. And through the grace and blessings of Master John Douglas, our good friend, he has taught us and a group of about 400 people how to basically, to make in normal nomenclature, to put it in a normal nomenclature, we pray and ask those beings to intercede into the situation. So there's master angels and there's angels that are in different levels of consciousness for cancer. There's angels that help cure lupus. There's angels that help cure viruses. And so if we have this specific angel that kills certain viruses, and coronavirus is not, it's not, it's not a new virus. Actually, the common cold is a coronavirus. It's just different forms of it. And this one happens to be extremely brutal. They have what we call payloads, where it's not just one virus. There's clumps of 25, 30 different viruses that explode in the system, attack the immune system, get into the blood, and they create all these other situations as well. So, but there are ways that we've been taught to do this. Now, whether people believe that or not, it, it's, it, it's actually frustrating on one level because you have to explain it all the time. But the fact is, it's a daily reality in many of our lives. And not everyone can relate to that, and that's okay. But, you know, throughout history, people have never been able to relate to the new things, the good things, when they first come along, whether the earth is flat or round and all those sort of things. My favorite story in that department when it comes to health is the story about the, the creation of sanitation. You know, when we, we look back at that, 
you know, and there's a little dispute going on in the in the historical world as to who really created it. But the person who gets the most credit for it is a gentleman by the name of, I think his name is Lister, like Listerine. That's spelled the same way. Joseph Lister. And what he did is he came along and he said to people, you know, if we're going to, he was a surgeon, and I think he was a British surgeon that actually did surgery in Scotland. And when he first came out, he said, look, I think that if you don't wash your hands and you don't wash these instruments, it really adds to infection. In those days, if they did any type of surgery, they would always come in commonplace, have these big boils and big types of infections that they'd have to burst. And it was it was just commonplace that they would get infections. Well, the reason they were getting infections, they didn't even wash their hands. They would still have dirt under the fingernails and do all types of things that you know you would never even think of doing today. But they did that. And then and they gave this guy a really hard time. I mean, a really hard time. And and I think um, even, you know, somebody probably more famous was Oliver Wendell Holmes when he came around and he decided that that you should wash your hands. Now, a very simple thing. He started talking about washing hands. They almost threw him out of the medical community because he wrote these papers on how washing your hands is essential. You should wash your hands before and after each patient that you see. And as a doctor, and which you would probably want your doctor to do that today. But again, they treated him like he was crazy. And now when we talk about angels, we talk about killing viruses with angels. It's probably just as absurd as washing your hands was in those days. Now, how severe did they get with this sort of thing? It was absolutely crazy. And some people will tell you, and again, there's all these people who are, they can't agree, but there was this other guy, I can't remember his name. He was, all I remember is he was a very fervent Catholic. And I think his name was something like uh, Schmelweis or something like that. I think he was from Germany. But he was adamant that the skin that you would get under your own fingernails was enough to cause all these problems with women having babies. And so they would walk through these infirmaries and there became this big almost phobia about the fact that they would walk through these infirmaries and these Catholic priests would bless them and then the people would die. Well, they weren't dying because they were being blessed. They were dying because they, they had the dirt and, and they weren't washing their hands and they weren't doing these things. So anyway, nature wanted all this to come out at pretty much the same time over a 20-year, 30-year period, 18, I think these guys were born like in the mid-1800s or born maybe early 1800s and then by that time they were, they were doctors. But And there's so many stories like this. And then the, there was one who specialized just in childbirth. And and this, this other guy, uh, Spinal Vice, I think they literally put him in a mental institution and they beat him to death. Oh, my God. Because he had some form of knowledge that the world was not ready for. Well, the beautiful thing, if we can find something beautiful <laughs> in a mass <laughs> virus, not not to to work. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if it's true or not, but somebody just told me that they're going to close down Chicago and they got the National Guard coming up, and hopefully that's not going to happen. But there's all types of things that can happen, will happen, and it's a question of whether the collective consciousness is ready for it. And I think that's really the main thing that we have to look at. Is this the time for that? Well. We can speak because we have a lot of friends. We have a good friend who just wrote a book called Medical Miracles, and he's a doctor, and we know many doctors who are friends of ours that now have taken this course, and they can kill a virus as well. But this whole coronavirus is, you know, who knows what it is? And there's all types of, of speculation and conspiracy theories that maybe they're doing it because it pushed down the stock market and everybody was ready for it. And the U.S. stock market as of today was down with 26% 
which since the beginning of this virus, and in all the major countries of Europe, 19, 20, 14% like that. And I think the interesting thing is China, at the end of the day, their stock market is only down 0.3%. <laughs> So people are saying, well, maybe this is a conspiracy that it does. And I don't know. The fact is there are many people who are dying. Is that a possibility that the virus is man-made? Absolutely. If they can worry about throwing nuclear bombs at each other, can't they worry about how they create biological warfare and create a virus? And funny enough, Hunan, China is known to have a biological laboratory there, and that's exactly what they do. They investigate things. So maybe there's some validity to that. But that's really not our concern at the moment. I mean, that, we'll leave that to the governments that are ready to fight out and everybody call each other names and do what they do. But, you know, the interesting thing is China now has closed down. They had 14 hospitals that they built just to fight the coronavirus. And they're at least 50 to 60 days behind us right now. Excuse me, ahead of us. We're behind them. And as a result of that, you know, they've experienced some waves of this whole evolution, if you will, of the virus that we haven't really experienced yet. But of their, I think it's 14 hospitals, there's only 11 people left in one hospital. There's an article that just came out yesterday that was being passed around. And so they have, people are taking off their mask, and they had this lady do a video, and, and she took off her mask, the last woman that had to wear a mask in that area. And that may be the case. And then we hear, you know, in India, they got all this stuff that's going on where they're fighting it. They're using certain drugs that they say can beat it. And, you know, and, and we know drugs are a way and sometimes they're essential. But for the most part, you start doing the drugs and then, you know, who has time now to test these drugs? Usually you have to test them over years with, with types of studies and that sort of thing. So we don't know if that's going to work. And then, you know, I, I, the majority of the people in, now in Italy we heard that what I think it was some crazy 93%, and it may be off by a few percentage points, but 93% of the people were over 75 years old that have died of the people that have died. I think it was over 600 people that died today. But they did have one Chinese lady I heard about who was 103 years old, and she was a grandmother, and she recovered from the COVID-19. So... You know, and, and now in China, another thing came across the news earlier today was that Apple re reopened its 42 ch stores in China, and supposedly the Cleveland Clinic, which always makes announcements, and I love that place. They did many of my operations, so I like the Cleveland Clinic. But they think that they now have a new drug they might have found, and you know, I know South Korea is saying that they have a drug and and like that. So who knows? You know, we really don't know. But what we do know is this. I don't know anybody specifically that has the type of virus that has the lung infection that killed all those people initially in China. And my hypothesis, and I know it is of many people that I trust, is that that, that virus that they had there is not the same virus that we're dealing with. Now, six days ago, I came down with the worst flu I've ever had in my life, and it was very, very, very debilitating to the point where I remember laying in bed and saying to my wife, it's too hard to talk, and when I blink, my eyelids hurt. So if you, you – know, and what it did is it just attacked. Well, you know, because of my relationship and, and your relationship, Bridget, with Master John Douglas, who's just a wonderful healer from Australia, John, we were able to get a hold of him coincidentally and my wife you know was was saying john you got to help chris and he said oh my god he said let me take a look at john clairvoyantly can very easily look into your body and he said he has a form of that virus he said they, we call it the flu but it's a multi-cell virus and he said it won't attack his lungs that bad how better his lungs and she said all he does is cough 
He said, well, if that was in China, the original strain of this virus, he would be dead. And plus, he's 66 years old, so that puts him in a risk category. But he said, I'm going to kill that. And John, she put him on speakerphone. He worked on me. And after about three minutes, he came back and he said, your body was riddled with this. He said, how did you get that? Well, we don't know. But for some reason, if, 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 I was, if anybody's supposed to get it, it's probably good that I got it because we have this access to John and also the knowledge that we have. And then somebody said, well, why couldn't you have killed it? Because you were taught to kill a virus, and many of us can kill viruses. But this was a new virus, and we, weren't, and we tried. Believe me, before we asked John, we went through a book that we all have that we get when we graduate from this course, and it's 690 pages or something like that, that this beautiful woman in Germany wrote this book for us. And she's been with us for two years, and she cataloged all these viruses and all these different bacteria, and she wrote this beautiful book. And my wife and I went through the book until I was too weak to scan anymore to look at and check within this book if I had the virus. Well, I fell asleep right after that, and three hours later I woke up, and all my fever was gone. It went from 104 fever for two days straight down to 99, and by the next day it was totally gone. And I had a cough up until the next day. So how did John do that, or how does anybody do that? Well, to, to describe all the ways is very difficult, but I think if the best way to describe it is, is like a vibration. So if you know that if you take a tuning fork and you have a certain vibration, you can make something else in the room vibrate. Same thing with some opera voice where we've seen that Ella Fitzgerald used to do in the commercial and she used to be able to hit a certain note and it would break a glass. In the same way that someone that has the ability to look in to the physiology and see the bacteria, see the viruses, there's certain antidotes that they have in terms of vibrations that they can ask to happen and that kills the virus. But for our purposes, and I don't consider myself a healer, and most of my friends don't consider themselves healers, but we do consider ourselves healing facilitators. What does that mean? That means that we just, when we find out somebody's sick, we have a certain procedure we go through, and we can call in the Air Force, if you will, the cosmic Air Force that comes in for that specific disease and start to eradicate that specific disease. So what Master John's gonna do on Saturday night from Australia He's going to have this teleseminar, and he's going to talk exactly about what we're talking about now. And he's going to also, I think, take care of a lot of fear that's come around this whole thing. Right now, very few people that I know have the actual virus that originated in China. There's no, almost nobody dying in the United States. If they are dying, they're very old, older than 66 at least. <laughs> and the, 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 most, most of the people, if you're fragile health-wise to begin with, you have a health condition, that, that's a whole other story because your immune system is already compromised. But this disease or flu has a lot to do with compromising the immune system in a very, very big way. Now, how it was created, where it was started, whether it was in this, you know, they're calling it the Kung Flu virus, <laughs> Kung Flu, F-L-U, and who, who knows where it starts. I don't think it matters right now for us to point a finger. What really matters is how are we going to stop it and eradicate it. And I think that right now, because of many political situations, everybody is, is erring on the, on the level of caution. That's probably good. But again, with all the people now, my daughter who's an investment banker and venture capitalist in New York. She has somebody in, in her office who works in her office, and they flew in from China. They're, they were doing a venture capital deal, and that person got the virus and is now in quarantine. But again, it's not that severe. Actually, he's doing very well. Even, you know, we've heard of Tom, um, 
Tom Hanks and his wife both had it in Australia, and now he was texting yesterday, yesterday that it's not so bad, and that it's actually, he said, under control, and it's like a bad flu is what he described it as. So, you know, what are we all worried about? I don't know, but I'm dying to hear what Master John has to say. Why? Because everything he's told me for the last 12 years that I've known him eventually comes true. And he just has a very clear perception of angelic kingdom, and the angelic kingdom, and he has since he was a little boy, nine years old, and he can see these sort of things, and he's developed certain methods of communicating with these higher beings. Now, if somebody's sitting at home listening to this and saying, well, I don't believe in higher beings, well, that's okay. You don't have to believe in higher beings. But those of us who are now tutoring our root ignorance, because I didn't believe them either, but as we tutor our root ignorance and we realize that these things exist, just like washing your hands is very good if you're doing surgery and get antiseptics, those things that seem so outrageous then are now our daily reality. And actually, everybody and his brother now is buying Perel. We, we could probably, they probably couldn't get anybody to buy it. People were starting to get sick of it. But now everybody really realizes that hygiene is so important. And we have people, if you think about it, even just a chef in a restaurant, what if this guy doesn't wash his hands after he cooks? Who's going to know, he thinks, yet he has some bacteria on his hands as he comes out of the bathroom, and he touches the board, and that board is then touched this, and the person gets it, and you assume that what you're going to ingest is going to be pure, but why would it be? It wouldn't be unless we become very cognizant of the fact that all this bacteria and flus and germs are out there, and we really have to be aware of this so we can prepare for the rest of our lives. Everything that we ingest, we have to make sure that that's pure. And there's certain countries now that are growing very rapidly, and they don't have good hygiene. And I don't know how often many people have gone to China, but I know the last time I was there, with actually with Master John, the air was so orange that we had to put our hands up and then finally got little masks in front of our face. And it was like literally sucking the air from an exhaust pipe of a bus. It was so poor. And it literally took me three to four months to get that out of my lungs. And we were only there for two weeks. So there's many of these industrial new countries that are coming about, and that's great. They're making money, and people that were poor now have money, and we support that a 1,000%. We want that to happen. But there's certain regulatory things that aren't really happening. Do you really trust all the medicines that are coming from China? Why should we? Do you, do you trust all the ones coming from India? Why should we? We should have certain regulations that aren't so prohibitive, but we should have certain regulations that – set a, a certain set of standards, just like washing your hands in the 1800s in Scotland and England and Germany. And that, that analogy, it's funny that they came to mind because it's one of my absolute favorite analogies. And it's like we're constantly beating our head against the wall, trying to convince people that John can help facilitate the, the killing of these viruses. How does he do it? He does it because he just knows the language. He invokes the master angels help, and all the killing is all done by supreme God. Now, if people don't believe in God, which there are many people that don't, I don't know what to say to them anymore because it seems that everything that's actually happening now is someone somewhere rooted in divinity. And every good thing that's happening, and actually for me and most of us who have had the grace and the blessings of being involved in many forms of meditation and spiritual practice, we're realizing now that almost all of life is a blessing. 
Yes, my daughter's office is closed on Park Avenue in New York, but it's given her time to rest, to look at things. She says, Dad, I have 400 different companies that want to apply to us for financing, so she has time to do that. My other daughter is sitting there. She's spending most of her time scanning in, in the health book trying to figure out what bacteria is now causing the problems in her life and in her her place in Brooklyn, and she's she's actually coming in here from Mexico tomorrow. That she's going to move in Brooklyn because she's isolated the fact that that her place in Brooklyn may be a cause for some of her health issues, especially allergies. Mm-hmm. The point is that we have a whole new awareness, a whole new consciousness now, and that consciousness is really the basis of everything. Pure consciousness, good consciousness, is really everything that makes anything good happen. We get an idea, we effectuate that idea, we manifest that idea based on our purity of our consciousness and the power of our consciousness. So the most precious resource we have is our consciousness. All the healing, what we're talking about now, and again, healing, healing, facilitating. I I keep saying that because, believe it or not, in this country, there's people that are just waiting to jump on everything and say, oh, you're practicing medicine without a license. So we're really not. We're really not, and I'm the first one to tell you, I have no medical knowledge whatsoever. All I do is I've just been the pincushion in Petri tree for a lot of different sicknesses, a good part of my life for those who know me. And I've, I've gone through all this, and it's taught me a lot, but I can tell you this, that, that consciousness and deep meditation and purity of awareness and listening to certain processes is the basis for all good health. And so that's what we what hope you're to saying hear. is consciousness is the new Purell. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should still be using our Purell. John has been telling that for us that for a long time to stay. And, and he's also been uh, um, making us aware of how, how much more virulent, as we all know, as the medical community knows, right, how more virulent these viruses and bacteria are becoming and resilient to antibiotics, as we all know. So... So, so turning our attention towards something that may not be uh, the Western medical establishment and just moving the attention to additionally, not that the medical establishment is bad or wrong, in addition to looking at frequency and consciousness as a potential door that's opening for us, which is the new lister. <laughs> no, it's, it's beautiful. What you're saying is absolutely beautiful and true. And the thing is, when you do it through consciousness, it's free. It's free. It's, we don't have to buy the Perel. We can kill that bacteria. And that's why many of us, and it's not that we want to make fun of what's happening. But, you know, it's, it's, this, is, this is devastating. There's so many people in their lives financially, and there's a lot of purification going on, and people are going through a lot of turmoil. And, and you can only imagine, and, and this hysteria, this fear, it's, it's all these negative emotions that are coming up. But basically, you know, the old adage, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. It's not that what I fear, uh, if, if there's such a thing as me fearing, what I really fear is the financial repercussions of all this. I don't fear the medical repercussions because we know we can kill a virus. We, Bridget, you and I both have many friends who have AIDS that mm-hmm. have been cured. This AIDS is a virus, and that can be killed. So on this teleseminar on Saturday night at 9 o'clock, a lot of people are quarantined. A lot of people have, have done all their Netflix and all their, their, their back, back binging. And if they really want to do something, it can't, it's free. You can't lose here. It's all funded by our two foundations. They're going to fund the entire thing and continue to fund it. It's all free. But 
to get a blessing on that phone. And Master John, I talked to him this morning. He's opening up this to the whole world. And this is a lot for a spiritual healer like this because all healing is done through karmic mitigation, which is a whole other – you and I could talk for this for four or five episodes on karmic mitigation. But the bottom line Wait, is – Wait, let me interrupt to just say that people should go back to I'll, – I'll put a link to the old episode because in the first episode that we did at 9-11, and yes, next time I invite you on, I'll do it in happy times when it's not an emergency. But but but, uh, but nine, when we talked in that conversation, you did a great description of the karmic mitigation thing. So I'll put that link in the in the in, – in the, in the podcast notes, but go ahead. Yeah. And, and basically, just the, the quick synopsis of that is karma just means action. There's good action, there's bad action. And it's, it's not metaphysical, it's literally physics. For every action, there's a reaction. What you put out, you get. When you have your superhero of love, like Bridget, and you put out all this love into the world, you get it back. Who doesn't love to be in the room with Bridget? She walks into any, Bridget, any party, <laughs> any, any, wherever she is in the world, and I've met her in many different locations around the world, and she brings love and bliss. But that's karma. Karma is what you create and then the results of what you create. Karmic mitigation is when you've created such a mess that you find yourself, as I did, with a chronic disease and dying at a very early age and some great spiritual master or someone else comes in who has a relationship with some of the deities that are in charge of karma and they basically renegotiate your life so that that can be mitigated. And that's what any great healer, when we talk about healers, it's not putting your hands on someone and saying something and hoping something good. And prayer is good, and that sort of thing is good, and it's all great things. There's nothing wrong with prayer. There's nothing wrong with doing any type of ceremony. But if you have cancer and you have five people put on and, and quote-unquote, bring in the light into that cancer, you're going to multiply those cells. If you don't have the ability and the dispensation to kill that bacteria and kill that cancer at the deepest level and all these complicated cancers that do exist, which can be killed, and people say, well, how could this be? You know how to kill AIDS. You know how to kill cancer. You know how to kill viruses that nobody else in the world could do. How do you think we feel right now? That's why we're frustrated. I'm not afraid of death. I'm just afraid of getting a message out as quickly as we can for free for the world. In the old days, you could get an ad in for $300. You could buy an ad in Facebook and, and literally reach over 3 million people. I remember when they first came out with the, the, the Facebook ads, we did that. And a friend of ours did that. We did it with one of our foundations. $300, we reached almost 3 million people. Now you can spend, like Bloomberg, spend a half a billion dollars and barely show up on all media. It's so diverse today. So how do you get the word out? Well, there is a thing about deservability. So when I get all excited that we can't get enough people to listen to this call, I realize that there is a natural order of things. And the people that are supposed to hear it, hear it. If people can hear my voice right now, and in that voice they say to themselves, I think there may be some truth. I think there may be a little bit of truth, maybe a lot of truth. I hear something that resonates with me, just like a tuning fork. If that's the case, for free, if you have nothing else to do, or even if you have something else to do, you should rearrange your schedule. Seriously, on Saturday night at eight o'clock—excuse me, nine o'clock—on the East Coast and six o'clock on the West Coast. And I promise you, you will feel the healing at the end. Usually, at the end, after an hour, an hour and a half. Master John does this healing for everybody on the call, and literally, I don't think I've ever met anybody who listened to the entire call at the end, don't feel that very profound healing. And many people have the experience that they either fall asleep or they feel so deep, it's equivalent to a very, very deep 
long-term meditation. And so we, we offer this. We really hope people do this. Very simple. Masterangels.org forward slash live. He will be doing these healing blessings and he will be dealing not only with the coronavirus derivations, but he will also be helping us with our hearts because everyone's hearts are full of fear and anxiety. And I, I, I really, I'm so excited about this call. I'm not afraid because of this, the, the gifts that and blessings John has given me as an elite, like you were talking about. I have been able to be a ninja with, with the things that have come into my body over the last couple of weeks. But I, my, ha my heart is heavy for um, the financial reasons and for all my friends that are suffering financially that have small businesses, et cetera. So it's hard to not be worried if you're not, and if you're not worried about yourself, it's hard to not be worried about others. And I, and that there's no one else on the planet earth who can hold your heart like master John Douglas and who can heal your heart in a, in a way that it's just breathtaking. On his website at masterangels.org, there's a section it's, it's called healings. And it's a free healing that you can listen to right on your computer or on your cell phone. It lasts maybe three to five minutes, I think. It's very, maybe eight minutes. I'm not sure what it is. Very short. And you just listen to it. And what that does is, you know, for people who have breakups in relationships or people who are in pain, and now people who are really in pain over this coronavirus. And this has put a lot of people into a tizzy, heart pains. I literally, my wife and I talked to a friend that I haven't talked to in many, many years. And she's a woman who is very close to us when we lived in Chicago a long time ago. And her husband yesterday had a very, very rough day in the stock market. And he's a very famous trader, very famous trader. And he was having, he couldn't believe the volatility in these markets. And he was in this tremendous pain and so much so that they call up and say, do you have any idea what's going on? What's causing this craziness? Mm -hmm. And something like emotional repair, to listen to that for 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is, less than 15 minutes. I'm not sure how long it's it is. Three, yeah, it's like three and a half minutes long, and it's called emotional repair, and it's on the Master Angels website. I'll put a link to that, too, because you're right. That is the perfect solution. And you just push the button, and you listen to it, and this calm will come over you. Now, how does that happen? Is it the, the hypnotism of the voice? No, nothing like that. What Master John does is an invocation. And the fact is that anything you really desire, if you want to bring goodness in your life, it will come in. You want to bring negativity in your life, that will come in. You want to bring money to come into your life, if you can do that purely, have that desire for good, it will come into your life. The same way here, when you start to listen to that just short little tape, CD, whatever you want to call it, this little compact little thing that you can put on any device in your house. Every time you feel that heart pinch, you can play this. And I guarantee you, you will feel a major reduction in any pain that you're feeling in the heart and emotionally. Right. You're so, that's so, so good. Thank you for saying that. Yes, it's beautiful. No, and, and, and look, you know, we, we, we love, obviously love Bridget. And, and I don't know who listens to your show, Bridget, but all I know is I know so many people that love you. And you are, you're like a, a, a giant goddess of bringing love into people's lives. And this technique, Master John gave us this technique for heartbreaks because we all go through that. We, we lose somebody we love. I was on a phone call today with a very close friend of mine. He had a good friend that lost her son. 
right where we're on the middle of the phone call. And the, I could just say, I said, what happened? He said, I just got this news that I could, and he knew it, and all that, and they connected to the situation. It devastated him. Mm-hmm. And it, that there's nothing worse than heart pain. Mm-hmm. But again, if we go into the maxim that everything that's happening is happening for a good reason, that if you look from a bigger perspective, everything is really good in your life, that I know that all the heart pain that I went through, and I went through a lot of heart pain, it purifies you. Donovan had this wonderful song he used to call Love Sweet Pain. And in the in the song, it was about love sweet pain and how that purifies your heart. And it, yes, it makes it that pain as it's stretching your heart, but something always fills that emptiness. It always fills that pain. It may take a little while, but it fills it. It allows something and it purifies for something. So a lot of people who are going through these changes, nature's asked them to make the changes. And many of us don't always listen to the signals that nature's telling us. And as Master John says, at first they might, the angels might hit you with a feather and say, look, be aware of this, look up here. And the next thing happens is you don't listen, they hit you with a twig. And you don't listen to that, and eventually they hit you with a baseball bat. You don't listen to that, you're walking down the street, and somebody puts a piano out the window and falls down. And hits I mean, it gets drastic. But that's only after nature's given us many, 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 many warnings. And so, really, all of these problems that we see from, from the viruses to the cancer to heart pain, all of this is not what we're here for. We're here to have a blissful existence. We're here to get back in balance. And all of those things that happen like that are imbalances. And karmic mitigation mitigates that imbalance. And so whether it's on the level of the individual where we have to mitigate that karma or on a cosmic level, the entire world. Right now, the entire world is going through a massive purification. If you talk to any of the Western astrologers or Vedic astrologers, they've all been saying the same thing, that the earth now is going through this major transformation. All the spiritual intuitives are saying the same thing. There's some transformation going on the planet. You talk to the guys who are very close to all the UFOs, even they're telling us all these other aliens are saying this planet is going through a major transformation. Well, part of that transformation is for nature to come along and rip the rug out from all of us for all those things that we thought were more important than our own evolution and our own happiness. And we would sit there and maybe you'll go to 15 football games and drink yourself silly for a season, and that's what brings you happiness. Well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I'm not here to judge it. But all I know is now they closed down all the arenas. There's no games. They closed down all the offices. There's no offices for people who work for it. They're closing down everything. Nature's saying everything is to come to a standstill until we realize that all of this is just icing on the cake. The real focus of our attention should be on the cake itself. And the cake itself is consciousness, purity, purity of consciousness, fullness of life. And Master John Douglas and his little simple CDs that you play invoke those angels to come down into the room and start to heal your heart, your body, your mind, your soul. And that's what they do. And whether people believe it or not, are we constantly fighting? Somebody said to me the other day, they say, Chris, I feel sorry for you because you're constantly in every audience. You're always fighting people. You've got the guy in the back room who doesn't believe anything. He's only there because his wife brings him. But there's a new tour that's coming out. Master John Douglas is starting a tour in May in Chicago, and it's called the Crystal Light Tour. And we're going to go probably to nine cities. We'll probably have 26 events. I think even if you go to the masterangels.org website, it's already up. But then somebody said, well, maybe we won't be able to have that. Maybe the hotels will be closed. Maybe people can't travel. Well, the beautiful thing is we all have phones now. At least that's still working. And people will be able to call in. 
and they will call in and we'll be able to discuss this and we'll have great experiences from our home. But the bottom line, I promise you this, that really the message from nature for all of us is to get our life into shape, get it into balance, look at the priorities and say to yourself, what was I doing before that's not now I'm not able to do and am I really missing that much? If I go out every weekend to the bars and I'm not doing that, am I missing that? If I drink every time something bad happens or I do some other extracurricular things that are probably not good for my physio, that doesn't mean our people aren't sitting in quarantine right now doing all types of things that maybe they should or shouldn't be doing. And it's not a judgment. It's just I know what it takes to fine-tune the physiology. There's nothing out there that I probably didn't do in California through the 60s and 70s and 80s. But the bottom line is my whole life now is fine-tuning my physiology to rid itself of all those imbalances that I created without even knowing knowing I was creating imbalances. We're so lucky now, and we can say, oh, the whole world is in a state of destruction. No, it's in a state of transformation. And the good news is we get out of this. We enter the, the light of this negativity, and we get out of it, and we get out, we become much stronger. We have a, a situation where the kids of today are gonna never forget this. My, my grandchildren in Fox Island, Washington, are sitting up there. They go to school by Zoom now, and they have to go to school by Zoom until June. And they're sitting there learning. Well, you know, it's not such a bad thing because they now can take a break. It's driving my poor daughter crazy because she's got to now homeschool four kids. And, you know, like this, as well as watch them do their schooling on the Internet. But these kids are never going to forget the time when the whole world shut down. I remember when I was a kid, we used to have snow days in New York and Chicago. And I thought it was so cool that we didn't have to go to school, that nature put all the snow down that even shut down those mean people at school that made us go there and sit in that room, that smelly room, hour after hour, no fresh air, no anything good, nothing. And we just had to be yelled at for, for hour after hour. And I love nature that it could make it snow. I thought it was so wonderful that, well, guess what? That's what just happened. Nature just blessed us all on one level. It's going to create havoc in many lives. We have to work at it, but that's our own individual karma. But it also has given us an opportunity now to really focus on our self-development. And that's what this is about. And there's not a person in the world that cannot communicate if they have any form of Internet or phone that they won't be able to dial in or call in and, and literally get involved in this teleseminar this Saturday. And I know I sound like a broken record, but it's wouldn't you sound like a broken record if you knew that you had this knowledge, you knew that this man could cure a lot of the suffering that's out there and could kill. There's not one person on this earth that has SARS unless, or, 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 or SARS or Corona 19, coronavirus and COVID 19. There's not one person on the earth that has that right now. That if it's their time to die and they're old, they probably will pass on. So you have to die of something. You have to leave that body out of something. But most of those people that have this, it can and will be cured if they're on that phone call. Now that's saying a lot. That's put a lot of pressure on Master John. But we've seen enough miracles to know that every person that gets on that phone call will get blessed. If you have nothing, if you got a cold, if you got a virus, if you got a flu. If you just have an interest in self-development, there's nobody I know that's listened to Master John that doesn't love him. That's it. And there's nobody who's met him that doesn't fall in love with him. And yeah. that brings us back to my favorite channel and podcast. <laughs> and and what, one of my favorites. i got to say that because i got another real favorite one, too. I've got two of them. Yes, you do. Two, two of the most divine yes, beings I know. Yes, let's let's give a shout out to Renata Maniachi, who has the amazing podcast, you guys, Let's Get Metaphysical. Um, so check it out. And this season of her podcast is dedicated 
to the miracles that people, the real life miracles. And one of my miracles is featured in there. We just all told our miracle stories um, that were provided to us by Master John Douglas. So, so go wherever you're getting your podcast, go find Let's Get Metaphysical and subscribe now. Yay. And there's a really great interview with Chris um, on there that you should listen to as well. So. Thanks for that. So aren't we lucky, Bridget? We sit here. We don't have to worry about dying of a virus, at least. <laughs> we, we don't have to worry right now, but we get this opportunity, and it's truly a great blessing with Renata's beautiful podcast, your podcast, and then for, for me to be able to be a guest, I'm very honored, really, and blessed and to be able to be on here so that hopefully if there's one person out there that hears us, there's gonna be a lot more than one. But if there's one person, and we're expecting over 100,000 on Saturday night, and that's a very real possibility. I'm afraid we're gonna have more than that. We're trying to amp up the, the, the wattage on everything so we'll be able to handle those larger crowds. But you know, there's so many people now, and I have a friend of mine who's very famous, and she's got a lot of followers, over 100 million followers. We're hoping that she's gonna join us and, and, and put this so her people will come on. And uh, you know, there's everybody's friends, all these followers, we get half the ones of the just the people we know, Bridget, just between the two of us, we get half of those people and all their followers on there. We're going to have well over 100,000 people. So I really beseech you, bless you, hope, beg you, whatever it has to be, <laughs> do yourself a favor and just go see that. Click the button, listen. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But what if I'm right? What if what we're saying is true? What if all of this is true? And then what if, if you wash your hands, you'll have a better chance of surviving bacteria in, in the hospital and in life. We're back to washing hands again. Well, all the way in the early 1800s and now what, the, what are they telling us? The one thing you could do for your country, for the world, is, and as a good human being and to be politically correct is wash your hands. The poor guys were saying that and giving up their lives in the early 1800s because they were trying to tell people to do that. So in the same way, they may look back and they might look back at this someday, Bridget, and say these crazy people were talking about angels and they weren't crazy after all. There are angelic kingdoms. There are angels that effectuate every single thing on earth. There is another side that this is a reflection of, and there's goodness everywhere. And that goodness is now starting to manifest, and it's manifesting through great people that take the time to do this like Bridget Fonger. Bridget, thank you so much. I'm going to leave you. It's late at night here that we're doing this. Hope all your people, we see them Saturday night at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific time. Thank you, Chris, for all you do for Master John. We love you. God bless you. Bye. Hey, superheroes, how great was that? Thank you, Chris Hartnett, for coming on. And everybody listening, I hope you're on the call on Saturday night. You'll hear my bliss through the airwaves. We'll all be muted, but you'll hear my bliss. Um, and if you like this podcast, please go rate and review it, subscribe to it, tell your friends about it. We need more superheroes of love in the fold, and that's how we get them. Lots of love, everyone. Have a great day.